Blog Talk Radio. Gary Carter, Hall of Famer and former Mets legend. Two and a half million people that were on Broadway cheering for us and celebrating along with us. That's something that was one of the most exhilarating moments in my, my life, in my career. Former Mets pitcher, World Series champion Gary Gentry. You don't think about the World Series, you're there. As long as we're here, we might as well win, right? Jerry Kuzman. And you watch two, three years down the line, everybody's pitching that way. It doesn't make it right. Nolan Ryan. When you get traded, I think it's at times it's disappointing that you feel like mainly the organization that you came up with, and you really feel a commitment and ownership to them, you probably get your feelings hurt a little. Chris Benson was a big student of the game and studied hitters and video. We're joined by Hall of Fame pitcher Phil Negro. Charlie Huff joining us. Rick Peterson joined us. Live from the internet, it's the Cult of Mets Personalities 2016 season. Starring Gene Anthony, Dave Springer, Nick Kalidas, and a virtual cult of Mets Personalities. I guess we will work to improve that going forward. Um, hello, gentlemen. How are you doing? Oh, you know what? It's been a while since we've done a podcast, and I have to click the little little microphones here, and I just did. So let's try this again. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, what's going wish... on, Nick? Ah, <laughs> Dave, Dave, do you have a utensil that can do the work of all of these? <laughs> hey, hey, handy new modern have, utensil that can play shortstop. Yes, I have a spork. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Gene, did you like when the music just burst in, just just really, really loud awesome. and uncomfortably loud? Wasn't it good? No, it wasn't uncomfortable. It wasn't uncomfortably loud. I'm definitely one there. I'm good. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're trained professionals. Don't try this at home, kids. Um, so, 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 um, yeah. Welcome I, back, everybody. Yeah. It, apparently, there's still a baseball season happening. And uh, just like I predicted, the Mets are, are 15 games ahead. You know, just cleaning <laughs> up everything. You know, I, I feel very good with that, those kind of predictions and everything. Uh, so, so let's let's. Let's just get caught up here because we haven't spoken to each other in a while. Um, Dave, what have you been up to before before we get to uh, to the good stuff? What's uh, what's happening with you? Yeah, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Trying to uh, enjoy the summer, getting ready to go to Italy next month. So I'm very excited oh. for that. Going to Tuscany, and uh, you know, just kind of hanging out, watching the Mets. Uh, trying to trying to work, you know. It's been a it's been a it's been a very slow start to the summer, so I'm hoping the end of the summer is going to be amazing. Are there any apartments available in Tuscany where you're going? <laughs> Not according to the maestro, <laughs> <laughs> but actually it's kind of cool. Uh, a couple of friends of mine are turning fifty all this year, mm-hmm. and they chipped mm-hmm. in a bunch of money and they rented this really huge villa. Uh, right on the beach in Tuscany with a staff, and man, it's going to be very yeah. luxurious. So I don't have to pay shit. So like, hey, buy a plane ticket, and then you're covered. So that's basically what wow. I did. Yeah, it's very nice. Wow. Nice to have good friends. 
Very nice. How, how's the yeah. uh, the shoulder? You know, it's a lot better. You know, I really had a little bit of a scare there. I thought I tore my rotator cuff, uh, but it's just I just pulled Bone something. Chips. Yeah, <laughs> Bone <laughs> chips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ray Ramirez hooked me right up. <laughs> Did you have a rib removed by any chance, sir? <laughs> yeah, two of them. <laughs> <For balance. laughs> uh, wow. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better, man. Um, Thanks, bro. Hey, Gene. Gene, what, what's what's happening? You going there's to always a guy at the party. Yeah, there's always a guy at the party that tells a second story that's way better than the first guy. I'm one up some, and I feel really bad, Dave. I'm going to Germany, France, and Italy. Um, cause I just go over to Epcot and I can see everything. So it's just one day I can see all this stuff and then it's I can follow my own bed. <laughs> Say hi to Figment for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I do it all at one day, but you know, there's always a one-upper. There's always a one-upper. Um, it's good to talk to you guys. It's good to talk to you guys. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah. doing that. What about Absolutely. you, man? What do you got planned? Uh, are you hanging out with uh, the presumptive Republican nominee's family, or what are you doing with yourself? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know, obviously, uh, I'm looking forward to, to um, using that and, and furthering my goal of taking over the world and, and making it very strange. But, um, but yeah, no, I, um, I'm just doing a lot of uh, – a lot of – I'm not quite sure, to be honest with you. <laughs> like you know, those times in your life where you're quite, not quite sure why you exist, but eventually, eventually you figure it out. You know, um, yeah. No, I'm just working on the book and uh, all all of that sort of good stuff, hoping to uh, hoping to take some vacation either to to some place with uh, palm trees or some place with um, some place with Florida or or Europe or um, <laughs> or Jones Beach. You know what I mean? <laughs> Anything like that. Fire <laughs> Island. <laughs> Yeah, my, my backyard, you know. <laughs> Stick my head out the window. Oh my god, I um, I don't know. The, the baseball season has been kind of a drag, and obviously, um, uh, you guys. It's boring. Been... Is it? This baseball season is boring. Last year was so exciting, and I've been watching every Mets game, and I'm freaking bored to tears half the time. Is it me, or is it something else? Well, the losing doesn't help. You know, <laughs> it kind of sucks, and. I mean, I will. I mean, I guess. Am I wrong? But it's just the injuries. I guess sort of took the wind out. You know, I guess yeah. it's hard to gauge. And you know, I definitely want you guys to, to chime in on this one as well. I mean, there's the thought of well, you know, we all gave predictions in the beginning of the year, looking at these rosters and how people would compete with each other and everything else. And um, you know, I mean, there's a part of me that wants to take accountability for you know, thinking the team was going to really run away with it and. But, you know, when you lose your third hitter, your fifth hitter, and your sixth hitter, and arguably your best pitcher, I mean, and conversely, the team chasing you, their most um, fragile great arm is 13-0. and 0. It's, You know, and, and your old second baseman went over there and suddenly had the best three months of his life. I mean, it's hard to kind of – I mean, it's hard to predict that that would happen. That's kind of a very – strange freak um set of circumstances and um i mean the one thing that that i'm looking at and um definitely chime in here um is i look at the giants that every two-year bit and somebody said something that was really interesting to me um talking about 
how it's not their theory was that it wasn't quite an anomaly, but rather there's a hangover, and it takes about a year to get over it, <laughs> and then team is kind of ready to to go again. And I can kind of I can kind of see it, and I wonder if if it's something that we as Met fans, we don't have a lot of experience in, unfortunately, and that's why we didn't see it coming. Um, but, I mean, do you, do you think that this is all sort of just kind of what it's like to win uh, or to get that far in 2016, that just these players aren't built to, uh, to withstand that and then come back the next year and, and pick it back up again? Yeah, I, th- I think it's part of it. I definitely think there's something to be said for – you know, playing deep in the season, playing a little bit over your head last year, having a lot of excitement. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, when you compound that with injuries, you know, with Darnell, again, David Wright, Matt Harvey, Lucas Duda, like you said, um, Granderson getting a year older, you know, Cespedes playing great, but then having a couple of tweaks. And then the Conforto thing, which is just absolutely flummoxing. I mean, I think it's a combination of like three or four things. None of them very good, but, you know, we're still very much in the hunt for a wild card and, and stranger things have happened. We've got a trade deadline coming up. So it's just been a, you know, one of those crazy first halves where I was so excited coming out of the season. And, man, it's just like a gut shot every day with those injuries. It was just awful. Yeah, it's, it's the players we want to see, too. That's the problem. It's not. I mean, they're important players, of course, but it's just sort of, you know, it's it's the ones that also – a lot of these people give us the most fun. I mean, realistically, like we have Jose Reyes back, back but kind of fun to see Reyes and Wright together, you know, and, Dude, and I, I, miss, I miss Lucas Duda. I miss Lucas Duda. I mean, the most boring player in the history of the Mets, <laughs> uh, other than Kevin McReynolds, and I, I miss the guy. I just miss, you know, watching him get into a grind and streaking, and you know, James Looney's a fine, nice, boring player, just like Drupal mm-hmm. Cabrera is a fine, nice, boring player. And, you know, Walker is a semi, you know, nice, a boring player. Man, this team's boring. I'm bored. Renee Rivera is the well, most exciting thing, and he's freaking boring as hell. Um, maybe Loney can can uh, wait wait till the ninth inning of some game and throw a ball into the uh, <laughs> way above the catcher and lose it. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I love I love it. having I love having Reyes back because he he's a yeah. burst of energy. I mean, he really is. Although his skills are so diminished right now, but man, this team's fucking boring. Holy shit. I don't know, Gene. What what do you think? I mean, is it is it boring just because of the the fill-ins, or is it is it just a lack of energy because of last year? Well, I mean, the expectations are higher. This is the same season as last year. This is the same exact season as last year, but our expectations were a lot lower last year, and we were pleasantly surprised. The biggest difference this year, dude, is is the Nationals playing the Nationals and playing within our division because we're doing the same things we did last year. We just are losing to the first-place team, and that's how you get you know, yourself six games back um, and not playing particularly well against the East at times. Um, this team can look boring, but I'll tell you, tell me if I'm wrong, Dave, but this is a ten times better defensive team than we've had. I mean, I, you know, short of Cabrera's throw last night, even Loney at first base, and which – I think this is half the reason why people really don't miss Murphy. I mean, it's amazing a guy can smoke the first half of a season and New York papers are not ripping the Mets for not keeping him because they knew he was a train wreck at second base. I mean, just all the way through the World Series, it was the the Daniel Murphy he could hit, but not like this the whole season. Um, I, I, 
it, it, it's the same season as last year. It's just the expectations are different. Uh, that's that's well, a I think fair point. I, mean, I think that's more really talent, though, isn't it? There's more mm-hmm. talent, and I think there's a little bit more experience and depth, also. You know, so injuries aside, when you look at the makeup of the team, kind of one through twenty-four, I definitely agree. And the defense, yeah, the defense is fine. I I enjoy the defense, other than you know noodle arm in right field. I mean, the guy plays the ass <laughs> off, but you know, I mean, I looked up popcorn hey, in the dictionary and it was a picture off. of his father. So uh, bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know, like man, this. Um... It seems, you know, when I say stuff like this, it kind of feels like a, feels like a cop out, you know. And I and, I, and God, I, I've heard and I and I read na- national fans last year saying the same thing. So I can't. So it make it kind of irks me to to be the one where it's where it's my mouth that's coming out of. But I'm blaming com- it just on injuries. Period. I mean, because I again, we've lost our th- third hitter, our fifth hitter, our sixth hitter, and perhaps our best pitcher. How do you, like, what team is going to recover from that period? So, like, we have better defense, we have all these different things, and honestly, you can make a, an argument that it's amazing that we're still, you know, significantly or, or enough above 500 to be still in this race with, with everybody gone, you know, um, and a boring team, let's say, and this sort of this horrible, like, freaking catastrophe in the starting rotation, basically. It just seems to me like... Um, like it, if anything, it does prove um, or does show how much talent is actually there. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm being, there's a bit of a fan in me talking, but um, but I just I still I mean I still don't believe in Murphy. I'm, I don't know what yeah. you guys think, but I, I'm not I'm not unhappy he's gone. I mean I don't like what he's doing now, but like I just I know, man I just don't like the guy at all. And I found like what he did during the All Star game. Uh, with uh, Sandy Alderson, um, it's the weirdest thing. Like I, I don't know why I got this impression. I wonder if he, any of you got the same thought. But remember when he ha- when he had that? Um, I didn't watch the game because it sucked. But the when he, <laughs> I know that he held up well because it's the All Star game and who cares? But he held up that um, the card for Sandy, the cancer thing, and he made a big deal about it. And then I heard yeah. him talking about it afterward. And it seemed, man, it just seemed insincere, almost along the line because Sandy's the one that basically said, you know, we don't want you, you know, so it almost seemed kind of like a, like a little bit of a shot at him, even though obviously it wasn't portrayed that way. But I mean, I know Murphy. Oh, has I thought those signs were people. I thought those, those signs were people you wanted to get cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that, that was, oh yeah, yeah. it is kind of weird. He held up Sandy's name. It made perfect sense when he had Sandy's name on there. I'm like, Oh, he's really pissed. Yeah, well, okay. Well, well San- Sandy was holding up an Omar Mania sign. I don't know if you guys know that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, God, help me. Uh, how stupid. You know, yeah, just, I mean, touch on that All Star. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean, it, it is it is remarkable. Tell I mean, I read the papers every every. Well, I read the internet, but I mean, it, it's, it's <laughs> remarkable that this is not being rubbed in the Mets' face. It's just because a real fan knows, just like Dusty Baker, my money this year is on <laughs> Dusty Baker doing Dusty Baker. I mean, it used to be the intro to the podcast, but I'm telling you, <laughs> he will not let us down. Some, he's going to baker <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> he's going to baker it. I, you know, baking right now. Um, yeah, I mean, Murphy, I mean, it, it, and it, it, it's kind of hard for me to get pissed off at Murphy because 
we basically said we don't want you. And so what do you expect? I mean, so I just looked the other way when he gets all the rah-rah because we told him we don't want you. And Washington didn't want him either. They wanted two other guys in front of him. I mean, that was supposed to be Brandon Phillips or Zobris. And right. mm-hmm. because they didn't – I'm just glad they didn't get Cespedes. Imagine if they had mm-hmm. Murphy and Cespedes. Oh, my God. We wouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> oh, we might have had Steve back. That <laughs> <laughs> would have been bad, really bad. Is he still a Mariners fan? He's <laughs> switching <laughs> to the Giants. <laughs> he he uh, stopped talking to us when Tejada got traded, got released. <laughs> Maybe it's the same person. I, I miss Steve. Actually, I wish he was. I wish he was on. Me, me too. Me too. Um, yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, I, I, I don't know what Steve's up to, but it's not. Uh, it's not like he's going and doing. Um, other stuff. I think he's he's taking a, a little break. I think um, I think it's all the winning was just too much for him. He yeah. became a Yankee fan because it's starting <laughs> it's starting to crumble. The dynasty's crumbling, Uh-oh. and they're all primed primed for Mr. Keene to uh, to step in. <laughs> My hate is gone. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, before we jump jump away from like the whole uh, you know we talked about the Murphy and the All Star game and everything. Um, so man. How big a deal? I mean, I guess in the long run, maybe it's not. Um, but what, what did you guys think about Terry Collins in the All Star game and, and basically managing to get everybody in baseball, you know, into this game except for his own players <laughs> that flew down there? What a shit show! I mean, you know, <laughs> he could say whatever he wants, and everyone could mm-hmm. say whatever they want. I don't mm-hmm. give a crap. You know, I I would have brought in. Uh, I would have brought in. Um, Bartolo to face David Ortiz. One one batter. You get Ortiz mm-hmm. second at bat, which as soon as Ortiz is done, you know they're going to give him the walk-off. And then, you know, mm-hmm. that would have been awesome. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, of course, everyone's saying the right things. I, I could see Familia, you know, not using him because he's been overworked. Although, for that kid, man, that was like a big dream for him. He flew his whole freaking family out there, for Christ's sake. Yeah, and he said it but, in yeah. advance, how much he was looking forward to it. <laughs> Especially after he I got mean, screwed last year. He should have been an all-star last year. So I, I don't know. Terry can say it every once. Give these guys a batter. I mean, who gives a shit? Give them one batter each. That would have been the right thing to do, in my opinion. All right. Gene, uh, uh, Gene, let me ask you a question. What is the worst The worst of these two things, right? Bra- somehow doing like this the – going to be F. Mary Kill? Doing the Homer thing and bringing Cologne on the all who didn't really deserve it, um, bringing him along to San Francisco and then San Diego rather not playing him, (laughs) or or when the reporters ask afterward um, if he you know regrets uh, not bringing Familia in or any of his guys, he goes, "I'm not disappointed." (laughs) 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 What's worse, (laughs) worst decision making out of those two two things? Well, it, it, it's the schizophrenic, you know, little league coach, right? Mm-hmm. The little league coach that gives his son the favoritism versus the little mm-hmm. league coach that drills his son, when, you know, more than he does anybody else. Because you're right, he brought Cologne, and it was a, it was a nice gesture. And it was mm-hmm. – but, you know, I've never heard an all-star manager ever – remember, we had an all-star game at Tide that said, if we went extras, he was my long man. What? <laughs> so, the, 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 long, the, the long man is the shortstop. I mean, what are you talking about? Uh, so yeah. he 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 wound he he got one of those things where 
He wanted to make sure that everybody else got their little piece and that everybody was represented. And his own team, not only did he not show favoritism, he jived his own team. It was one of those guys should have gone in. Even if there's two outs in the last inning, you say, oh, shit, I didn't put any of my guys in. You put Cologne in. I mean, have Cologne go pinch hit for a joke. Well, you can't do that. But, you know, <laughs> right. he, he left both of his guys out. Familia, I can almost understand him saying, I was rolling the dice and I really wanted him to close it. But guess what? It wasn't a close. He could have used him in the eighth. I mean, it, it it wasn't like it was one nothing game. It, it, mm-hmm. I think it just got away from him. That game, I think, got away from him, and and it was a shame that I almost believe that he he didn't think that every team was represented by his own. I think that was like the one you know yeah, he probably staff, figured. Though, man, he had everybody there. He had his coaching staff. <laughs> like he wasn't alone. Like what a couple. <laughs> I've been, like, walking over there, hey, um, dude. <laughs> you, but don't worry, he wasn't just a though. Your two sons haven't been in the game. Put one in. Your wife's going to kill you. You know, it doesn't make any sense. I hate the All-Star game. I hate it, but I thought that that, was, that wasn't cool. I mean, it wasn't yeah. cool at all. Yeah. I mean, are... you didn't see Ned Yost pulling mm-hmm. any of that shit, did you? <laughs> oh, my, you know, he you was, know. His, his guys were just hitting and, you know, winning. You know, and three at bat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my lord! You know, it's I, well. I heard Miss Miss Familia just sent a note downstairs. It's a tough old. <laughs> like, <laughs> like don't forget my husband. <laughs> he's out there. He's 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 looking at you. He's he's upset. <laughs> well, it <laughs> embarrasses in, the guy too. I mean, it right. does embarrass him. You know. But, oh, and then he, then he doesn't want to talk to the press. And then of course our our buddy um, <laughs> our buddy what's his face? Um, oh hell. Um, Oh, I, you know, I'm sorry. It's uh, Harwitz, you know, is there. Yeah, really. he was in the dugout, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our, our crack team is, is chasing after him, pulling him back and forcing him to say something, which honestly, um, man, I, that's, I just, just let him go home. I mean, he's been humiliated enough by our uh, our Cracker Jack skipper, you know, who wasn't disappointed. <laughs> so <laughs> you just can't make this stuff up. You know, I'm starting to wonder, you know, I mean, I know the, the injuries and everything else, but, like, man – when I think about Terry being the guy that's like at, at the at the wheel of the car through this whole whole process, because let's say he's going to probably be here next year as well, and if we're, we get healthy and everything else, I mean, this we're going to take our run here with these guys, with this guy looking like he's going to get all the prime years, or at least at least enough of them, you know. Um, well, he's earned. It. I man, mean, he's, believe it or not, man, they, he's earned it. I mean, well, you know Nick, what? I, I, Nick, I'm, I was critical here last year. At, Right, I, I, but you know what? For this team, for this Dave's boring team, they look up to this guy. <laughs> Just like we made fun of Warden, right? We made fun of Warden, mm-hmm. and then when he got sick, the players were coming out saying how much he meant to them. And I was like, "Yeah, we never hear about this. I, I, we're not, we're not in the dugout. We're not in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. They bought, they're buying into Terry. Believe me, they got veteran guys. If he was shit in the bed, somebody would speak up, and." They're buying into it. It might not work for Bryce Harper and other guys, but it's, it, for this mm-hmm. team, it, it's working. He isn't blowing games. I mean, he's not He's not, uh, not getting the guy in from third base with less than two outs. That's his team. He, we got the guys up. I mean, other than Diazza, there's this roster, you're not looking at this roster going, why is this guy here? Even Nimmo. But Diazza, he's the only one. Well, you yeah. 
I, I'm Dave, Dave, give, give me your opinion on this, right? So strategically, you know, we can – I don't think really there's anybody that really thinks he's a great tactical manager. And um, I right. do see Gene's point, you know, and the players do seem to respond to him. Not like they wouldn't respond to another manager too. It's not – this is not a unique thing to him necessarily, but I find the stuff that he's saying after games on a regular basis is um, – I mean – I think it's getting beyond the point of just sort of annoying occasionally. Some of this stuff, like the all-star game thing, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that it didn't surprise me. Um, I was, really? I couldn't believe he did it, but it didn't really shock me because it's kind of a thing Collins would do. It's because it's, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> There's so much of that. And it's like, it's not, it's not so much the in-game stuff that makes me nuts. I mean, occasionally there's something there, but it's mostly the, the things he has time to think about or the things he says. It's the stuff that off the field that just yeah. seems just totally freaking totally wrong. You remember when he threw uh, Jay Horowitz into the bus? You know, like, there's, like every couple of weeks there's something. <laughs> there's something there. You know, he, he upsets somebody on his own team or in his own organization. I mean – is that any sort of an issue for you? You feel like it's just because you know, it's any other ma- manager would have the same issues here. Yeah, it's, it's tough to say. I mean, you know, you get the whole familiarity breed contempt thing. You know, mm-hmm. these guys are, you know, for, let's go back to the Jay Horowitz thing real quick. So those guys are working side by side, day and night. You know, seven days mm-hmm. a week. They're, I mean, they're very, very close. So. You know, you kind of talk smack to your coworkers sometimes, and that just got leaked publicly. I didn't read that much into it. Well, it, was, it was in a press conference. It wasn't leaked. He said it into a microphone. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I mean <laughs> yeah. what I was leaked out. I mean, the behavior leaked out. Behavior, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. he leaked it. <laughs> yeah, so, so the behavior, the behind-the-scenes behavior sometimes leaks out the forms, and we've all had that happen in business, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as overall, Terry, I mean, it's the same thing. You know, it's the same thing. The players, I think, like him because they know him and they're comfortable with him. I just, you know, his acts weren't in with me. Um, I know he took us to the World Series last year, and but, man, I'm, I don't know. I'm but let me, Dave, yeah. Dave, let me, and I'm not a Terry Rara guy, but I'll tell you, the worst manager in Mets history, as far as I'm concerned, in the, in the last 25 years was Willie Randolph. He had a team that was primed to win, and Willie was not prepared. He was no. he needed more time in the minor leagues managing. He didn't understand baseball. Mm-hmm. He came in. He took somebody else's model and crammed it down our throat. Even Manuel, when he came in, he had a good product that he effed up. Terry reminds me of Charlie Manuel, of Joe Torrey, these guys that were – they were almost all laughed out of their team by their fan base until they started winning. Torrey was, you know, but he he clicked with that team. And then yeah. sooner or later, Terry will wear out his welcome. But, you know, he works for this team. You can see that the guys are playing hard for him. They're playing hard. They're not laying down. We don't have any attitudes on the team. I mean, it's, it's a, he, the most impressive thing that he did was last year when he said, if you hit, you play. And he wasn't kidding. And it didn't matter if you were a rookie or not. Willie Randolph would have never played Conforto last year. Right, mm-hmm. right. So, I mean, it, it just seems to be working. You know, you know, one thing that I'll say, and, and this, um, you know, I, I, I guess you can, you can say, you can put this toward a, either a positive or a negative or 
or just a general statement toward um, toward Collins. You know, I have the same opinion about Tory. Um, then, you know, at one point, I, I got somehow got the chance to sit down with Tory, and Tory was very different um, without the cameras on. And I think some people might um, not react well, or might react very different when that red light comes on. And I wonder, I wonder if there's a different version of Terry Collins um, that you get. Um, when the situation is different. Because I know, like, I also, I met, um, talked to Buddy Harrelson at one point, and, and Harrelson was, was awful, you know what I mean? But he, he seemed nicer <laughs> when the cameras were on, you know what I mean? So it's one of these things that, like, sometimes people are a bit different. I mean, do you think that there's an element of, of maybe from our angle not really being able to judge if we're going to judge off the mistakes he makes in front of the camera? Hmm. Man, that's, that's deep, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, that's how I'm judging him because that's my biggest problem with him. You know, honestly, it's it's not uh, the tactical stuff. I mean, I've seen every manager do really dumb things, and honestly, I think you can you can take uh, what's his face in Chicago and bring him over here, and um, and you know the the Rocky theme song and the goats in the locker room. It's like that stuff would be hilarious if they're winning, and if they're not, it would be kind of yeah. like get this this guy out of here so we can have a baseball team back. So. You know, there's always oddities about a manager. It's just the fact of that I think Colin sometimes says things that um, just, you know, even from a competitive standpoint, he gives away a lot of stuff. He kind of, you know, some of the stuff he says or he says stuff that doesn't, that he knows he's not in charge of, you know, <laughs> about how long players yeah. will be here, who's playing where. I mean, obviously Sandy's in charge of things. I don't know. Uh, I guess maybe. No, uh, you, you make a good point. You, I mean, I think one of the things about Terry that the players like is he's very honest with them. You know, even Bobby Valentine, he was a <laughs> he was a, the best tactician on, on the, with this, every rule he knew, and he was I loved mm-hmm. to watch him, but he wasn't honest with his players all the time, and mm-hmm. he went to bat for them, but he wasn't honest with them. And I think what I do hear about Terry is he's very honest with the team. And he goes to bat for them, and he's looking out for their best interests, and he'll talk to them. You know, I I think there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that that we're not seeing. And he gets along; he must get along very well with Sandy, um, because there's no issues there. It doesn't nothing has leaked out with what with, with Sandy? I mean, I think so. I think he just follows whatever the marching orders are. I mm-hmm. think Terry's a good soldier. I mean, that's. I will definitely yeah. say I think he's a good soldier. You know, I think he's a decent communicator. I think you're mm-hmm. absolutely spot on right when you say he doesn't bullshit his players. He tells them exactly what he thinks, you know, and it's probably very simple and a very a very digestible way for them to understand it. Um, and that's fine. Those are all really good qualities. I think loyalty and that kind of behavior is, is admirable. I also think at the same time that we are missing out a little bit He's not a great tactician. He's not mm-hmm. fiery, but you know, he gets the red ass sometimes, and you know, he he's okay. He's okay. He's, he's a better coach, thing. honestly. He's isn't he more of a bench coach type? Yeah, I mean, yeah. his career would tell you that. I mean, he had mm-hmm. you know a couple of managerial stints. I mean, he went to the playoffs like once last year, you know, <laughs> um, and that's been his whole career, and he's. He wanted to get on Dan, so we got him. Well, well, maybe maybe the issue here is he's not drinking enough before games. Like our, our best managers <laughs> usually just get loaded before every game, right? 
Did you guys read Dykes' book? I'm curious. Did you guys read Dykes' book yet? I read it. Uh, no, I heard okay. I heard the interviews, but I haven't read it yet. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's so it's so two mm-hmm. things. Two things real quick. It's very, very readable. I, I literally read mm-hmm. the book cover to cover in like three hours mm-hmm. on my iPad. It's a nothing okay. read. So, you know, I'm Facebook friends uh with Peter Gollenbeck a little bit. So we we mm-hmm. talk back and forth. Great mm-hmm. guy. Well, I didn't know that he actually wrote that with Dykstra. And okay. Dykstra at the very end kind of fired Gollenbeck so that he wouldn't have to pay him. So here's like one of the <laughs> oh my God. most preeminent baseball writers ever. If you go on the Facebook with Peter, he'll you know he's his friend and he'll take you and kind of follow what's going on. So I because as I'm reading the book, I read it all the way through. I get the credits and he starts thanking everybody. You know, he's thanking like his agent and his I don't know his jailer and his driver and his coke dealer <laughs> and and he thanks Peter Goldbeck. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Why would he thank Peter? You know, I got to ask him about that next time I chat with him. And then I go on like two days later. He's this whole thing is. Uh, is blown up, so it's very interesting that Dykes was still screwing people, and the book is so utterly self-serving. Wow. You know, it's kind of, it's it's really interesting as a read, just because there's some nuggets, most of them that have been in the papers and on the radio interviews, but the, the main takeaway from the whole thing, I just felt dirty when I read it after I got done. I'm like, you know what, that was a bunch of self-serving bullshit. I think there's probably 20 grains of truth in, in an ocean mm-hmm. of crap. So uh, I guess I'm saying go ahead and read it. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what Dykstra says about um, firing his writer because I heard him on ESPN talk about it, and he's basically said, "Well, you know, in the beginning I had a writer, but then I'm like, dude, you know, I, got, I gotta, this has got to be my own words, you know. I guess, wow. And then what he meant is, no, I just didn't want to pay the bill. Wow, that's lovely. Good, good to know yeah. he hasn't changed, right? Yeah, um, it's unreal. Some of the things. What do you think about Strawberry saying he's Boinking chicks from the uh, from the stands during games. Did you read well, that one? That was that came out. Yeah, you know what I wondered about that. I wondered why that's a story again. I mean, that's that was a story like twenty years ago. Yeah. He was doing it. Yeah, in was the middle. I remember that story. And, I'm sorry. Was hmm? it you? Oh yeah, I, I was. I was a finding <laughs> lad. You know, I was, I was very. You know. You were the you were the point know, person. Go get him. Go get her, Nick. Go get her. <laughs> 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 no, 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 not that girl. <laughs> to the left. You're a Greek warrior. <laughs> Go get her, Nick. <laughs> well, but let me ask you guys a question. Let me ask uh, you guys a question. So here yeah. we are. Now, mm-hmm. during the 86 team, we knew we had a team that was somewhat wild, but never to this degree mm-hmm. what, I, what mm-hmm. I thought half its stuff would have been true. Mm-hmm. Let's go forward now to, I don't know, the year 2036, right? And we're looking back on this 2015, mm-hmm. 2016 teams. What, kind, what are we going to hear? We're going to hear like Duda with a sheep in the, in the back, <laughs> drinking Jack Daniels, or what's going to come out that we're not, that we're just missing the clue on right now. Something with Syndergaard. <laughs> yeah. He's guy. playing a video game. <laughs> Uh, I, you know what? I, I would bet if you took every team in the majors and stuck it all together, you wouldn't get half those stories. You know, yeah, it's a I, I just, era, yeah. yeah, it's a different era and it's just different. You know, it's not just, it, you know, it's really not just baseball. It's, it's across the board. I mean, I have a lot of younger relatives, um, that are, you know, kind of, I guess, MLB aged, um, and uh, their biggest complaint is, you know, the ones that are, <laughs> that are able to communicate, it's that they don't have anyone to have any fun with. You know, there's just yeah. too many, uh, too many of that entire generation that can't can't enjoy themselves and can't don't know, 
mean the flip side of communication, not just being from a work perspective, but rather from a fun perspective, to, com- to just enjoy each other. And I, don't, I don't think that that exists that much, and there's no reason. I mean, I know everyone blames the money, but the reality is that there's still 25-, 30-year-old guys. I mean, that's, there's nothing that makes them exempt to that same issue that the, all the rest of their entire generation has. They, they, just don't, they just can't get into trouble because they're texting. You know, there's only so much right. you can do <laughs> with a smartphone, you know what I mean, unless you stick it somewhere. Or they're, or they're driving and playing Pokemon <laughs> Go and crashing into trees, you know, doing <laughs> <Exactly>. that. Do <laughs> you guys understand this Pokemon um, Go thing? So I'm like, what are you – I mean, there's people walk. I, was, I went out yesterday. I went to a wine bar. Uh-huh. I'm in the wine okay. bar, and it's like all these people walking around on their phones, like, bumping into each other, and, like, a little crowd is gathering. I'm like, wow, this must be a really cool wine bar. You know, people are uh-huh. geolocating it, and, and the yeah. lady behind the bar is like, no, I, we're a Pokemon Go site. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, every okay. every college campus is too. And so I'm seeing kids, they look like zombies. And I swear to you, they they have their head down. You would think that the best porn of all time came out because they have their head on their <laughs> phone and they're walking <laughs> like zombies and literally running to sites. And so you have across a college campus, like 15 kids, it looks like, and you want to get nervous, like something bad is happening because they're all running mm-hmm. and because yeah. kids don't run, the kids don't ride bikes, kids don't do anything like that. And so yeah. something must be wrong and they're all doing, <laughs> uh-huh. there's, there's signs, honestly, um, on the college campus that uh, the, the police put up, don't Pokemon and drive. And I'm like, what the hell does this even mean? And they're, they're all over campus. Don't don't drive in Pokemon. Could that so could that been like, what happened to Duda? Could that been what happened to Duda? Was he like a and David Wright the Pokemon? Yeah, because <laughs> I think Wright had the costume on and Duda got him. Um, yeah, you know when I think of those eighties that, that that when I think about the Dykstra and I hear about the Doc and Daryl. Okay, and I was seventeen at the time. And I was so happy that it happened, and, you know, it was a nerve-wracking year, you know, a, a series. But now when sure. you go back, they just wasted so many years. They should have had – this team has never won back-to-back years. <laughs> like, they've never won a division back-to-back ever. 80 no. should have been five in a row. It should have been – they were in well, 85, you know, 86, 87, 88, and they should have won every single year and won the World Series every year. Well, hang on a second. This is interesting, okay? So Uh-oh. I uh, – I've been well, I've been thinking about this a little bit, you know, because, like, I, I – whenever there, there are things that are brought up a lot and it's the same kind of grouping of, of excuses for something, I, lo- I love to kind of pick it apart a little bit, you know, and kind of – I mean, most likely there's, there's not much to it, but I, lo- I love to see if there's anything else. And, and, you know, it's interesting. I know that – couple times unfortunately in the Bronx it happened twice but there were were these you know I guess dynasties that won a few titles in a row but outside of that you generally even the the better teams tend to take a year on a year off that kind of a thing and and I've noticed that I mean the big red machine had issues like that the 69 Mets had a little bit of a hangover and so you know, going back to the 80s teams, you had a, a very small window because you had, you know, Carter and Hernandez were getting old and Frank Cashin just couldn't, they just, he just traded everybody. I mean, if he just left the team alone, it probably would have lasted longer. But the reality was, if you think of it, um, 86, they were great. 87, they were down. 
88, they were wonderful. I mean, just they happen to <laughs> they happen to screw up in in the um, in the championship series, but that most likely was on its way to being 100 plus wins and another dominating season. So, and then again, in 89 was kind of like a little bit of a disappointment. They were they had a little bit of a comeback in 90, you know, and the same. You can see this hangover thing happening now, and and. You can, they, I, I've heard over and over, like, well, if they had a wild card back then, they would have made it every year. And this time, we might make it this year because of the wild card, even though we're having a down year. And it's almost kind of reminds me of, like, well, what would 87 have been like had we had a wild card? Well, we might, yeah. we might be finding out, you know. And I wonder sometimes if it's not necessarily that they just wasted it away because they were partying too much, but rather, um, but rather it was just they weren't together long enough. And you know, and I wonder, and if you guys have seen anything like this, let me let me know because I am curious to know if any research has ever been done on the off seasons of of teams that were able to repeat a few times, like uh, like the uh, like let's say I hate the to bring Braves, it up, like the last. Well, no, the Brave thing is the Braves never. I mean, the Braves kept winning the division, but the Braves couldn't get very far. I'm ta- but what I'm really talking about is teams that go all the way, at least to the series, or to play very deep. The Braves kept getting knocked out early, too. Um, I'm talking about, like, the Yankee, Yankee repeats for a few years in a row. Like, is there any difference in the off-seasons, even going back to the 70s Yankees? Anything that, happened, anything that they did differently uh, to prepare for the next year, as opposed to teams like the several Met teams that have been decent, or, like, the Big Red Machine that also – were kind of the same sort of way, or I mean, there's been yeah. a ton of great teams. The Dodgers in the in the 70s were like that. Um, the Cardinals, see that that's another thing too. It's like as we we talk about, we didn't win enough in the 80s, I and mean, the Cardinals also took a year off every other year too. I mean, 86 they were awful. They were awful in 88. You know what I mean? The same same sort of a thing. The Pirates yeah, were the we same won, way. We only won we won one division or two divisions, and mm-hmm. we we should have we we should have at least four to five of those. And I'm not even talking about going deep in the series. And we're not mm-hmm. – it's usually the pitchers that feel the hangover. I don't think our pitchers are feeling this hangover other than Harvey, and I don't know what in the world is happening with him. It looks like – it's just again, it's the offense. Because our, our well, starting pitching is fine. I mean, Look at two, familiar. Two of them have bone chips. The two of them have bone guy. chips. DeGrom wasn't DeGrom in the beginning – Obviously, he was just tired, and and Harvey. I mean, that probably was directly related to last year. I and mean, what else was it? <laughs> like, he just he just went too hard, you know. Um, so how do you then, describe familiar? How do you explain familiar? Familiar. I don't know. It's only, it's only half anybody. a year, you know. Well, it's, it's still not as many innings. You know, it's not as many innings oh, though, boy. as well. And 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 the, it's only been three months too. <laughs> I mean, but look look at the flip side. Look at like uh, what is it? Arietta started the year great and started to to tire quick you know um, yeah so that's the thing like you know so sometimes maybe it's a matter they can just they can hit the ground running but there's just not enough these guys just don't work in a way where they can do this six months you know six months playoffs and then come right back and do it again at the same level i don't know it's a whole it's a whole team the whole team has no energy i mean like you know sometimes you if you're a little bit fatigued that's when you get hurt too i just um man, johnny Quayle's not feeling it <laughs> I, I think I think there's a little bit yeah. of chemistry too. I I mean I I definitely stealing all these different things. Who's the leader on the team right now? Who, who's the leader? I mean, last year you could say what mm-hmm. you want, but uh, um, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? The uh, Minnesota Twin that retired uh, wrestling belt. Oh, oh uh, Kadaya. Right. 
Yeah, Kadir, sorry, sorry, guys. Um, you know, you had Kadir, you had David Wright. It's probably going to be Grant Anderson. With the team. Yeah. Uh, but Grant Anderson is such a quiet, and he's a nice guy, a nice, polite guy, and I think he's a good person. Is he a good leader? Is he is he a leader? I don't know. He's a little shallow. Uh, you know, he's a little little shallow. You know, he's a little I mean, little kind of like, hey there, you know, it's, I, I don't know. I don't find – I mean, he's very positive when he talks. It's just he, there's not a lot of sincerity that comes from him a lot. And then you got all these pictures. You know, they're young. I think Matt Harvey's a leader, right? But then you got Harvey. He's kind of like gone. I mean, I just, it's just a strange – it seems – the team seems leaderless to me. Is it Darno? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think the pitchers have their own little clique. They're all young, fun guys. Mm-hmm. I just don't see that, you know, real Keith Hernandez get in your face. Well, I think it's right. Somehow or another. Who? I think Wright, Wright, was, Wright was that guy, um, at least, and I don't think he was quite big enough to be be exactly the leader we needed, but he was, to me, he seemed like the glue. I mean, let me ask you this, and this is along the lines of the leader, right? Dick Scott, how much did Dick Scott make <laughs> to hang out? I don't know, like, what is it? What? 50000 80000 It is Dick Scott, right? Who's the, the, the bench coach with the funny name? Dick Scott, right? Uh, Richard Head? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, Fred Farkle, oh, you know, whatever his name is. <laughs> All right, I know you're going somewhere. Go ahead. I'll let you get to your point. Uh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I mean, all right, all right. All right. Uh, let, yeah, let's say I work Scott, in an office. I thought you were talking Dick about Scott. the other guy. I'm like, where, where does this come from? Like, Dick Scott <laughs> hanging out. Is this a, is that a porn name? Like, what are you doing? What's, what's going on? <laughs> well, all right. Let's say I, I work in an office, right? And uh, I don't know. I do God knows what. I, um, I'm just a data entry. Um, I'm a brilliant data entry guy. I'm the best one in the, t- on, in the office. And, and I break all my fingers. You know, like, I just I have an itch. I'm scratching it. And I got all tendonitis and all these fingers, and I just can't work anymore. But, but also, my when I got into that office, everybody typed better because I was giving them typing tips, and they just they just kind of wanted to be at work more because I was there. Now, let's say I have, an, I have a contract, and this company's paying me, right? And my fingers don't work, um, and they have people that are already up there, and their job is just to kind of motivate these people. Wouldn't it be kind of obvious that I would still go to work? <laughs> I would just do whatever they asked me to do. Why? What about baseball? Why is David Wright um, not with the team? Even if he doesn't travel with them, why is he not there? Like, what? What is because he he's recuperating? Why is he on the couch at home? Or what? What, what is up with that? Why? How come they don't have to come to work? Like, what, he does. how come he's like? Been there. Well, he's been visiting. He's been visiting. Why? Why isn't he in in uniform on the bench, just not playing? Or same thing applies to Harvey. When you know. Why is this guy not around? Like, why is it a given he's – we're not going to see him until next year? I mean, what – I think I, – I, well, real quick, real quick. So, I think, you know, mm-hmm. what I've learned in baseball is that they don't want the injured guys on the bench because they don't want the healthy players mm-hmm. worrying about injury. That's kind of the old school rationale behind it. So, I think it's one of those, you know, come visit but don't hang around because we got shit to do. You know, go get yeah, yourself so, healthy and come back. I mean – what if they look at Dick Scott and worry about getting old? I mean, like, I mean, it's just sort of people get injured, but it's also these are the guys that that are your uh, mentors. So why why have a coach that maybe you know they can kind of bond with, but the guys they already look up to, why can't they fill those positions? I mean, 
as opposed to just going home. I mean, if it's a lesser player, maybe, but like David Wright, why? Like why? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's me, or maybe there's an MLB rule or something. But why would they have to? But you know what? Leadership. Yeah, sure. Let me ask you this: what sure. do, What does David Wright bring to the table in terms of winning? Right, and so I know what you're saying, but. Mm-hmm. Kelly Johnson probably has won more than David Wright in terms of going to the playoffs. And, and I know this is Wright's mm-hmm. team. He's the captain. Mm-hmm. Cespedes, everybody respects him. Um, sure. And Cabrera, I think Cabrera is a leader. It's the only thing that's holding him back is it's his first year. And the team, I, I think this team, they're just missing those big hits. And they're not – because they're getting guys on base and they're hitting the crap mm-hmm. out of home runs. This team is the best Mets home run hitting team ever. Yeah, and you got guys sixteen home runs, seventeen home runs. I mean, mm-hmm. sooner or later they're going to straighten it out. I mean, it's just—I <clears throat> don't know if it's a hangover from the World Series. I hate—I would hate to think that because nope—I've never heard of this. Nobody talks about, well, you know, you win the World Series, you're good. Your starting pitchers should feel it because they—they went extra innings. You know, they went extra innings during the playoffs. But nobody talked about the Braves doing this, even though they didn't go that deep. Nobody ever talked about the Yankees doing this. Nobody talked about these other teams, and it's just. But it happens. I, we though. have. That's the weird. It happens. It, it I mean, does no one happen. talks about it, but it happens. Yeah. Like it's been happening for decades, actually. I mean, it I really think has. That this teams, but Nick, the difference mm-hmm. between 2016 and 2015 at this point in the season is their inability to beat Washington, and not just beat them. They were swept, and then they were three out of four taken out. That that's the season right there. That, you, that's you know, where you're, we not, are. you're not wrong, but but you remember that last year, that last series rather. That we were we were ready to just take them yes. out. We had that amazing and game, the and then hit. The injuries hit. You know, so yeah. it's kind of like, well, there we go. I mean, like I, I mean, but that's I, the difference. It's not leadership. Mm-hmm. It's not a hangover. It's those games. That's seven Wait. games right there. But why why were we in that position, though? Why were we in the position where one series could take us out? Because they were ahead of us. Two series. Well, yeah, I I get that. But honestly, I think the the talent difference is... How many games are we out? How many games are we out and how many games do we lose in the two series? But I'm sorry, Dave. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Well, No, no, I I think you guys are making great points, but I just, real quick, I think... Some, somehow we're missing the key point that that this team, as bad as the hitting was last year, mm-hmm. this team is terrible. I'm, I just looked it up real quick. So out of the mm-hmm. 15 National League teams, we're 13th in runs, we're 15th in hits, dead last in hits, 14th in doubles, 14th in stolen bases, 14th in batting average. So we're either the worst or the second second to worst team in the National League in like six major offensive categories. This team just can't hit. I mean, Where chemistry is all these other things. And we're second in home runs, so that, that that's even more of a disconnect. Well, they can so, hit. It makes no sense. The thing is, they're hitting. They're just, they're just not hitting when they're supposed we're not to hitting. in the way we're that not they're hitting. supposed to. We're, we're, we're not hitting. I think it's masked by the home runs. Nick, 15th, dead mm-hmm. last in hits. 14th, second to last in mm-hmm. batting average. 13th in, uh, in run scored out of 15 okay. teams. I mean, all right, so, that's so, terrible. All right. All right, yes, it is. But here's the thing, though. Last year, when we were in a similar spot, you could you could see why. I mean, the talent that was playing was awful. I mean, 
think about who we had starting. Everyone was hurt. In this particular yeah. time, even even the people that are replacing the guys that are hurt are way better than who we had last year. So we've had really competent uh, major leaguers with a track record playing constantly. We, had, we haven't had that much soup in the lineup this year. I mean, it's been, everyone's been there. It's just a matter of something you know what? with proven guys, I, and that would lead to I a think hangover. It's an illusion. I think it's an illusion. Last year, okay. we were seventh, seventh in run scored last year. Okay. We were, I mean, you know, not as good, but we were a little bit better in a lot of offensive categories. I think mm-hmm. it's something of an illusion that's been masked by the home runs, and, and we got you know Cespedes now a big bopper, but man, this team mm-hmm. kind of sucks offensively. Well, I mean, yes, they've been hitting terribly, but the players that are on the team aren't um, aren't that bad. I mean, that, that's they have they're, they're, everyone is underperforming except from a power perspective. So it's kind of like yeah. it's, not, it's not like a, a shitty hitting team that's hitting shitty. It's like a team that should be better than it is, and something is up, which would lead to that same thought of it maybe being a kind of a team hangover. You know, I mean, no, the best hitter true. on the team right now looks like Reyes, and he wasn't here. <laughs> and Cespedes, <laughs> Cespedes was only here for part of the year, so you can make an argument yeah. that that he might not be as mentally drained because he wasn't playing the entire year. You know, and you so have like Duda. Duda has like a you know like that whatever happened to him, it's just basically wear and tear. I mean, he had no injury specifically. Like, there wasn't anything that happened to him. He just sort of fell right. apart. Same thing with Wright. That's, that's kind of the one thing that gives me a little bit of hope. I, you know, I do see Conforto, who's really been tearing it up down in the minor league. Mm-hmm. I think he'll come back renewed and refreshed and we'll get Nimmo or, or Diaza. You know, Nimmo down or Diaza out. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that, you know, I like Loney. Loney's been, been playing good, but, man, he is not a bopper. We need another thunderstick in the lineup. So I'm hoping Duda gets back here you know, sometime in the next couple of weeks. I mean, because this team, this lineup could get a lot deeper, and it doesn't, it's not going to take much more for us to at least get to the dance with the wild card. But this team, as it's constructed right now, I, don't, I think it's just going to kind of hang around and hang around and just miss out on the wild card unless something happens. Well, let me ask you this um, regarding the wild card, all right? Um, would it be a special? Um, and, and so so here, here's where I'm going with this. All right, so um, the the team in, let's say, uh, God, if if the team in 19, what is it, 1992, I think it was, when we got all those, um, the first time when we just bought a bunch of free agents, and I guess that was the, the – it was the the worst team money could buy. Was that 92 or 91? I think it was 92, right? Uh, I think it was 92. I think 91 we came in second place, and then 92 we came in last, and it was right. a bunch of money spent. I think the Mets came in first or second place every year mm-hmm. from 85 to 91 was the deal. Right, exactly. And then 92 we fell apart. So if the 92 team won something, would it have been as special to you as the, as the 80s teams because it was a – Kind of like a, I guess, piecemeal team. Yeah, no, no, of course not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To me, I don't care. I just want to win. Well, no, 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 I know, but I guess, I guess, my thought is that um, the Yankees play across the street, sir. The Yankees play across the street, sir. No, no, I I get that. I get that. And and, and, (laughs) I get. So, so, well, here's 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 where I'm going with this. All right. So, we're you know we're talking about well you know in '87 if there was a a wild card uh, we would have been in the playoffs. So in this year. 
it looks like the way things are going, if we're going to get in, it's it's the wild card of saving our butt. So, but if we get in, we're no, gonna, I don't think so. To, I don't we're think be so, man. That's not. We're not buried out of this damn thing. Ten to fifteen games out, you're buried. Come on. Well, no, no, no. I don't mean. I don't mean what mathematically. But honestly, man, Where's like the honestly, I, I want to know what the hell's going on. Player were better. Simple. It, the, it, the, the the Nick that said that looked at Syndergaard walking off the field a few weeks ago, <laughs> you know, and then saying, "No, I'm fine." I mean, like, really? Okay. Like, I want. I got. I got to see it. I got to see him for five starts in a row pitch like Syndergaard, and then, and then see Matt's not, um, you know, grab his arm and, and and run away because we don't have anybody else. That's it. I and mean, then Wheeler's taken forever. So to me, that's the reason why I thought we were so good. I thought we were slightly better than the Nats on the field, but we, the rotation I thought was incredibly way better just because it was way deeper. But, like, if you take away Harvey and you take away Matt and you take away Syndergaard, we don't, I mean, we have no depth left. I mean, so, like, it's almost, almost impossible. I mean, yeah. the, the Nats can don't I, can I, give you, I never said that can I give you both? Funk, you know? Shoot. Can I give you both hope, optimism yeah. hope? Yes. If there was ever a team in Major League history that was made for the wild card, it's the 2016 New York Mets. Because Ooh. if I told you you have one game, you have to win the game, who do you start? Nick? Um, is everybody healthy? Nick. Yeah. No harm. <laughs> Wait, no, me? I, I don't think I'd fare too well. <laughs> no. I lost my fastball, dude, <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> Uh, if everyone's healthy, Syndergaard. Dave? Or DeGrom or... Uh, I'm exactly. starting Syndergaard. I'm starting Syndergaard you know and I'm having, I'm having DeGrom in the, in the bullpen ready to come in in the fourth inning if he needs to. Or you have DeGrom ready for game one of the playoffs. Every other team gets shitted on on their second stud. We don't. Except for the Nationals. Except for the Nats. And the Cubs. Except for the, and the Giants. Yeah. The Giants have the best three pitchers. I mean, that, they're the best one through three. But, yeah, I, I, your point's well taken, but there's uh, – But this – yeah, there's not – usually your wild card team, you've got to throw Arietta mm-hmm. and then hope the rest sticks against the wall. And, and don't tell me Lester and Arietta are the same. So, this is – and that's if Matt's doesn't come anywhere close to where he's going to come, you know, pull around. And if Wheeler doesn't come back – you could theoretically have one of those two guys starting and Wheeler in the bullpen ready, and then the other guy starts. Mm-hmm. And that's that's good news. That's that's get us get us to the playoffs. Well, yeah, that's yeah. a per- perfect uh, perfect case. But I, I guess where I was going before is is if if we do, I mean, I hope we don't. But if we do lose, let's say Mats or something throughout the year, we don't get Wheeler back. We need something. And it ends up we make the wild card, but we don't have the team we, we had anticipated. You know, let's say Syndergaard is diminished or, you know, it's DeGrom. DeGrom, a little bit of Syndergaard, and then like some, you know, like a retread <laughs> that's sort of there, like a John let's say, or even like a John Lester, which type that we're not really expecting for that's only here for two months or something. Is it going to be as exciting? Because, I mean, at least from my own point of view, and I'll just you guys just give me your feedback – Part of what made last year fun was, I mean, look, I, it was the playoffs. It's wonderful. But it wasn't just that. It was the – we had a little bit of that, that mid-'80s thing going on where we had something dominating, a dominating yeah. part of this team, and everyone was talking about the pitching. And, and it wasn't just about the playoffs. We were just also thinking about, like, well, we get back here next year against the Cubs. Let's see if they can, they can hit us next time or that kind of stuff. So if the pitchers aren't there or aren't do- dominating – 
it's like it's playoffs. Playoffs equal good, but it's not – it's got nothing to do with next year because it's like it just happens to be this, this, this group happened to make it through, but it's not quite – it's not really our guys at, at their peak. It's kind of like a, almost a random – just we happen to get there mathematically. Um, I mean, does it mean – is it, is it as fun? Not saying that you don't want it, but is there something, some of the excitement taken away from it if, it's, if the guys aren't, aren't quite there? Uh, it's a tough question. Because you're bored, Dave. I mean, the, you're, you're, I mean, it really, we're, I mean, Gene was right. We're in, a, we're in a playoff race. We could, we, in, next week, we could overtake the Nats. It's not that far, you know. It's just you know, I'm bored too. Yeah, and and what, what, that's what the I reason saying, why. Yeah, it's part of it. You know, I just maybe I'm just not as connected right now to the team as I have been, even with Ray. I thought Ray is coming back to really get me super connected. Um, mm-hmm. Today was a great game. I watched the whole thing. You know, Degrom was mm-hmm. phenomenal. One hitter, loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, had a great, had a fun game today. It was a fun game. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm there. I do, I do think we're in a playoff race. I don't. I also feel like we're treading a bit of water. I just don't. Uh, I'm just not feeling it after last year. I think a couple of game winning streak, the bats being a little more consistent, and maybe a, a little bit of good news on the injury front might turn turn the worm for me. But right now, I feel like I'm in the dog days. Did you feel the same way after game one against the Nats before the um, All Star game? No, after that we was, beat them, after we swept the Cubs, were you were you yeah. back where you were last year? Yeah, I, I was really starting to feel it. That Cubs sweep was just great, and and I think you know to your point earlier, Gene, I mean, just our inability to beat the Nats, you know, at least in a meaningful way this year, I think is part mm-hmm. of the problem. You know, had we just been even playing five hundred ball against those guys, I mean, what a difference, you know, those those five or six games would have been would be. Um. Gene, do you have any uh, any thoughts on that, like the excitement level? Well, you know what? The, 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 the main thing for me, yeah, I would be as excited because this team is built around the pitching, just as it was last year. And even though they hit when Cespedes arrived, nobody said, well, this, this Cespedes wasn't here for the first half. We grabbed him and said, take us, take us somewhere. And in the yeah. playoffs, I mean, honestly, it was the pitching, but I hate to admit it, and everybody knows this, if Daniel Murphy's not on this team last year, we don't get to the World Series because we saw exactly what happened. He carried us through the, the playoffs. He stopped hitting in the World Series. We lost the World Series. But the pitchers did good in the World Series. I mean, we weren't – we were in every single one of those games because of our pitching, and this team is built on pitching. So, hell yeah, we make it to the playoffs. I don't care if we limp in. I'm going to embrace this team like I would embrace a Ricky Henderson team who was never – part of the mess. You know, like I don't care how we get in. Nobody said to the Braves, you know, Sid Bream and then you went to this guy. No. You got in the playoffs, run this out. And this pitching staff and and, it, and like you said, those four games against the Cubs, I was excited as shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? But the pitchers were there though. That's with against the Cubs it was yeah. almost like it was like last yeah. year, but imagine if you, you talked about the Braves all those years. Imagine if they didn't have Glavin, Smoltz, and Maddox. They had Ali Perez and John Main flying last minute, <laughs> and just sort of like take the take the car the rest of the way. I mean, it's like well, that was the entire the entire identity was those starters, and that's what I'm saying. 
our identity mm-hmm. are our starters. And so right. as long as Syndergaard's in there, I tell you, what I would do, I would get rid of the goddamn radar gun because I couldn't tell that Syndergaard's uh, his pitch. He went down to 93, which is two miles an hour higher than Logan Verrett on his best day <laughs> and Cologne on his best day. And all of a sudden, everybody was panicking. Like, yep. Like honestly, I think ninety one. I think look... he went to ninety one. Fairness. Okay, he went to ninety one. Uh, there's no reason, and then all of a sudden, two days later, everything's fine. Everything's fine because of the damn radar gun. It's it, that's driving me nuts because so now if he's not at ninety nine every pitch, something's wrong with him. You think it's I, happened you know to Kofa, you think, Steve Carlton and, and Tom mm-hmm. Seaver? I bet there were days that they were down in the low 90s and 80s, and they still weathered through it. Yeah. Yeah, I heard Ojeda say something interesting on, uh, I think it was on ESPN, one of those podcasts. Um, he, he said that, he, you know, like, guys, plenty of guys had bone chips. I had a bone, ch- bone chips, too. I used to just, before the start, I used to just grab the bone chip and shove it, shove it into a corner of my elbow and just go pitch. Oh, no, I believe you him. You know, Yeah. These guys Man, are running for I MRIs think, on the side. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the the press, everything, like, they get into their heads. I think the agents probably contribute to it. Twitter contributes to it. Everyone's kind of constantly talking to them. I mean, they they were basically planning Syndergaard's surgery before the year is out. Like, he's great now, but, like, when is he breaking down? Meanwhile, why would he – why should he break down? Just, I mean, I know everyone seems to be breaking down, but he hasn't – shown any signs of it and his ligaments supposedly and harvey right. told us about our, his injury through his agent you know it's right. like really like that's that's how we're doing it now hmm. well at least it wasn't through yeah. the uh that the dark cheetah's website <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, the players well, I'll tell you another thing i don't know how you guys feel about this too uh-huh. if we don't move out of las vegas This is the most ridiculous. Like, Conforto goes down there and lights it up, and everybody's like, "Well, you can't take Las Vegas hitting seriously." Well, well, then what should you do? You can't get the players Mm -hmm. here from Las Vegas quick enough, right? Yeah. Now you can't judge their hitting because they're in the high altitude. Get them the fuck out of there! Like, there's no benefit. There's absolutely no benefit of being there. Yeah, if you look at the PCL stats. Number one, they're a travesty, right? So you got to take everything mm-hmm. you see with a grain of salt. Get guys like Travis, Ty Jerome, you know, batting like 390 down there, and Ty Kelly, you know, batting like, you know, Ty Cobb. And, and, and you're right. I mean, the one thing that is good, I, I should think, when you get a struggling guy here in the big leagues, you can send him down there for a confidence boost. But it's just a, it's just a shit situation. The field sucks. You're in Sin City. You're not close to anywhere. I mean, the only saving grace is it's got a major international airport right there, so you can fly, you know, around the world at a moment's notice. Five hours. But it is, yeah, yeah but it is just, uh, just not a great place for this team. I mean, I ever since, I can't believe they left Norfolk. Still, still, what yeah. a great stadium, what a great area down in Chesapeake. Great Mets fans. I mean, kids grew up there loving the Mets, and the Orioles, rightly so, went in there and swept that place out, and now they've got a great location just down the street from where they play, and we just totally, totally effed it up. I don't know where the hell else, where the hell else they would go, though. You know, is there another well, play affiliate? Well, I mean, you know what? I guarantee Indianapolis mm-hmm. at some point because everybody's been there. And, you know, yeah. what I don't understand is what if a guy is truly having a good rebound or a good season there? You can't even say it's a good season. He might be hitting piss rods that are hits in every league, every stadium, but ah, the, the air is different there. 
then don't play there. How do you evaluate talent? Well, and, and just the opposite is Savannah. So you get the Sand Nats down there in a stadium that, holy shit, you can't hit anything. It's terrible. So it's just <laughs> the opposite. So Dominic Smith, you know, everyone's like, holy crap, our first rounder sucks. Well, he doesn't mm-hmm. suck. He's playing in a stadium. It's impossible to get hit at. So I think you're right. The whole minor league affiliate. I, I do love Buffalo. Though. I think that's a great sports town. I'm glad we're up there. Um, but I just, yeah, this whole AAA thing is a travesty. Do you think it's more Jeff Wilpon alienating these these guys? I mean, the, I mean, big more the Mets just not putting their foot down. Because I mean, that's why they left North Fork because of Jeff. Obviously, that's been well told. It's just a matter of why you'd think that the Mets would be able to just put their foot down and just go, well, we're not playing in Vegas and figure it out. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, don't they have that kind of clout in MLB just to be able to do that? Uh, hopefully something happens so. this year. But, I, I, yeah, you, you think the ownership would find an affiliate. Uh, I'm sure they went for the best deal, the best cash deal they could. I think mm-hmm. the deal when Buffalo was any money to the stadium or something, the Mets didn't want to pony up. I can't remember all the particulars. Um, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, maybe go to Albany, New York. location. Albany would be mm-hmm. great. I mean, Albany has – they have a lot of baseball fans. I was there for – I mean, you know, and then when the Yankees were there, if you went to an Albany place, you couldn't find – even in the Mets' heyday, you couldn't find a Mets shirt. It was all Yankees because of, you know, being there. It's, it's in New York. And what's, there's a great benefit in being able to drive to the stadium if you had to. You know, it doesn't have to be that close. But, mm-hmm. you know, Las Vegas, sure. come on. Come on. Guys, I'm no, go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. No, finish. I was, was going to mention something different. So finish your thought. No, I was going to say, you know, you look at like the Red Sox with Pawtucket, right? I mean, just to Gene's point, I mean, talk about down the road. I mean, you could, you're driving, you mm-hmm. know, less than an hour and, and you're right there. So, yeah, it's just a disaster of a situation. I've been looking at the. Uh... The big red machine. We mentioned it before, and I'm just, I just <laughs> checking it out, man. You know, if if we're upset about the '80s, man, they they from '69 to 1980, they just, I mean, I, they won two titles, but they, they they put on quite a display of of disappointment. It's wild. I, they have um, four World Series losses, and then a similar thing where, where several years they just tanked it right after the series. I mean, they have like, I think it's like four hangover years in there where they just sort of wow. just did nothing right afterward. So, I mean, they won those two back-to-back titles and then they got that reputation. But, um, but it's, a, it's interesting, you know, you can see, because that team obviously they had a couple of, of vets, but it wasn't like the Mets where Hernandez and Carter were so vi- wildly important. With them, I think a lot of their, their core players were a lot younger um, except for Rose just played forever. So I think it's one of these things where they were able to sustain the talent level for a full decade. And, you know, it's very – it almost looks exactly like what would have happened had Hernandez and Carter been younger and the Mets pulled yeah. it off for 10 years. You know, it's um, just interesting. You know, it's like I think sometimes we look at our own team, because even the Reds, I see 75, they won 108 games. And um, they won then, so they followed it up with a good year. But then they had two two down years right afterward. You know what I mean? So, just interesting. Sometimes we get very focused, I think, on our own uh, our own issues and our own team. And uh, sometimes we forget it's kind of like, except for the Yankees, because we happen to be right next to them. This is sort of like a it's a thing that exists so often. I wish that they look deeper into it. So maybe there's something about conditioning, even from a psychology standpoint. 
after after a long run like that to get players just not just their bodies but just their heads better, you know, or mm-hmm. start spring training later, whatever it might be, or whatever it is that the, that the better teams, the teams that were able to sustain it, whatever they might have done, uh, or maybe it's just that, you know, we always called, I remember this, we always called those Yankee teams boring. That was the one mantra, <laughs> you know, especially when we were all suffering, having to watch them do it. They were like, well, you know, at least they're not as fun as our, <laughs> our 80s teams. You know, they're, they have no personality. They're like business-like. And uh, the Braves were kind of like, you know, you mentioned them at least getting there every single year. They kind of had that same thing. They were dull. They were the, the, you know, they just, I mean, they won and they won and they won, but they were not exciting at all. I mean, the whole, that whole thing with like, like the uh, Grand Slam single with Ventura. I mean, everyone forgets the Braves won that series. <laughs> no one cares. It's kind of when the Mets were out, there was on a walk-off walk. Yeah, exactly. It would, yeah. Yeah. Kenny Rogers. Well, you but know, I, it may be the year. It might be the year-round workout. It might. It might be that the off season is not an off season. Like they take a. But it's a, it's a, always know, been though. It, we're talking about this is this has been going on for decades. It's just there have been a few few teams that haven't had to go through yeah, but, this. But it seems like everybody else seems to have something like this happen to them. Then I'll take the Royals. I'll take the Royals uh, plan. Of getting to the World Series and losing, and then the next year getting there and winning. I'll take that plan. <laughs> Sign me up for that. One. Otherwise, every every playoff shirt should say, "Enjoy it now, because we're going to suck next year." No way. Uh, the Royals, you know, the Royals. It's funny. They almost remind me of those like late, the like the ninety nine, two thousand Met team. Like like scrappy. Like they weren't. Yeah. Everyone knew they weren't built for the long term. This was just like a temporary little bit of fun we were having. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, maybe there's something to that. I think like, like this this team. I mean, like we all know where, what we were looking at. We're we're looking at a dynasty, or we want to, it's the talent is there for one. It's just not you know, not working out this this year up to this point. But like this is one of those. But it wasn't like, last year either. Right. Last year at this point, we were in a worse situation. We were. That's right. It, I, it honestly, I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to be what. Dude, it was a different team completely. Everybody, first of all, anyone good was hurt, and then the other a couple of people that were good weren't even here. Plus, yeah. all the pitchers had Same just thing. come up. We just just got. You know, now the thing is yeah. though, now we have a World Series behind us. We have all that winning, and the the fill-ins are all. It's a half a season were starting of for us last year. You know, it doesn't make it right. to me. It's, it's, the the numbers are the same, but the the but the the people on the field are. are different and they're also proven. So, I mean, you see like the Cubs came in here scared to death and like, <laughs> and the team just sort of like, kind of like looked at them and went, Oh, that's right. We're, we're, we're this team. And then it, I really thought that was it. It was over for everybody at that point. Cause I just thought when they saw the Cubs, they remembered, Oh, that's right. We are. That's right. We're the good team. And then they just started playing well, but then they just got, they just got devastated that, that series against, against um, the Nats with those, that, it was Cespedes and Syndergaard the same game? It was just, man, you couldn't have scripted yeah. that any worse, you know. But that's that's the thing where I'm pointing to the to the, just the energy level after because like, how do you explain what happened? The Cubs came here and all of a sudden it's just like the light switch went on, you know. And then you saw it go off when when well, there was doubt. If you look at their starting pitching, but the team you know is built on the starting pitching. You look at their own run averages. I mean. Even Matt's Matt's has had Matt's looks shaky as John Neese, and he's a three three eight on average. I mean, he these guys can pitch. They we're just not scoring enough. It's the offense. 
Yeah, well, you know, they pitched okay, but this is supposed to be a okay. generational staff. We've seen that, yeah, but we've seen them do, I mean, even like in the beginning, like with DeGrom, when he was in the beginning of the year, had really good statistics, but you could look at him and he just wasn't the same guy. Now, now it's sort of different. He, it's, it's now, honestly, his, I mean, today, notwithstanding, I mean, his results in the beginning were really consistent, but he's a different pitcher. It's not like his results got a ton better. It's just something about him. He's just, I mean, at least what I see, you know, I, I just see a different guy um, from a positive perspective. So, and same thing with Matts. When Matts was on his role, I mean, he looked great. You know, Harvey, when he's at, when he, you know, for whatever reason, <laughs> I wish he got that shot, by the way, because he's, he, like, I don't understand if there was a, sh- a chance he could at least bridge the gap to, uh, to um, to Wheeler, I don't know why he wouldn't have at least tried. But Dude, anyway, that's the, all about his contract. He could, what you said in the beginning. I don't want to be that guy that says we're going to blame it on the injuries. His mm-hmm. agent wants him to blame this season on the injuries, and he didn't yeah. start out this season with his injury. But this is the perfect storm for him, and he this is for Matt. He's the least valuable player on this team, and he's not a leader to me. He he. But, when when the home run was hit last year by Syndergaard, was it Syndergaard or DeGrom? Syndergaard. Mm-hmm. And, and and Harvey was in the dugout. He had a look like, this is my team. What are you doing? <laughs> I, there's, He's my least favorite Matt besides Diaz, but the least favorite starter because he cares about Matt Harvey and Matt Harvey only. I don't know, Dave. Dave mm-hmm. um, I know, know we got to wrap up soon, guys, of course, obviously, but that's along those same lines, like, did you – First of all, do you have the same feeling as Gene? And if so, did you have the feeling when he was pitching really well? I don't mean when he started, uh, I guess, turning against the team slightly here and there when he started having issues, but when, when his talent was at its peak and he was still and he was an ego-driven, um, did you have the same feeling about him? Yeah, I, mean, I, was, I'm, I still am. I'm a, I'm a Matt Harton fan. I mean, I think he's mm-hmm. definitely – not covered himself on glory with his behavior, you know, with the injuries and how he's working everything through Boris. And, you know, what I said many times on this show is I think Matt Harvey grew up as a spoiled rich kid. I think mm-hmm. he was on, you know, the traveling team. He got all the nice spikes and equipment and everything else he needed to succeed. And, you know, mm-hmm. he powdered a little bit at the end of college. He powdered a little bit at the end of the minors when he wanted to come up. He's used to getting what he wants. Unfortunately, you know, injuries have gotten the better of him, and he's not reacted well to it because that's who he is as a person. I still love it when the Dark Knight was at his best when he was throwing that game in the World Series last year. Mm-hmm. He's just a great pitcher, a great battler, but he's got some he's got some flaws mentally when things aren't exactly going his way. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm not thrilled with him now. I hope he comes back next year and you know mm-hmm. has a great season before he leaves us. But he's I don't know if he's going. That. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Gone, you know what? Gone, 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 gone. Where's he going? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Eugene. With the state of starting pitching, with the state of starting pitching, I mean, he just has to come back and have an average Matt Harvey year. He's going to go get something, you know, six years for $100 million or something, somebody. I mean, that's going to get paid. Well, no. you know what though he's, but he, I mean, at some point he's going to pitch for somebody else. But my, but he, you know, he's very immature, obviously, and 
<laughs> he hasn't made his, his, his lifetime money yet, and there's got to be a piece of him that's just starting to get worried and doubting himself a little bit. You know, wouldn't it – couldn't you see a situation where, um, where they offered him something to buy out at least a year or two, and he took it? I mean, wouldn't, he, wouldn't that be no. smart on his part? No. No. I mean, what if no. he never? What if? What if this doesn't work after this? What if? What if this is? I'm going to tell you. He hasn't. I'm going to tell you the guy in yeah, baseball yeah. that Matt Harvey should be sending thousands of dollars to Stroudsburg. Okay. That's exactly because that's what Boris is going to do. Boris is going to say, "Look what happened when they took the pedal off the metal on him, and look where he is now." I will tell you right now where Matt Harvey's going. He is going to okay. absolutely one million hundred billion percent be a Los Angeles Dodger. I mean, he's going to want that West Coast thing. He's going to want to go be paired up with Kershaw. I mean, the timing is right if you look at kind of the Dodgers pitching and really how it's pretty bad now, but even where it's going to be. And I think, yeah, next year will be Harvey's last year, right, and then he becomes a free agent. I mean, it's just I mean, a perfect Is the Dodgers, are they really the dumping ground for those guys? I mean, I know they went through a period like that. They even let Greinke walk away. I mean, isn't that usually the Rangers or the Angels, <laughs> one of those teams that ends up with some team let's that's sort of like for, you don't really think let's about? Let's package him for Trout. Do what we have to do to get Trout. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. I would. This would be now, year. I would have traded well, for Trout when he was good. <laughs> I would. I would package him. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? Syndergaard's on pace to strike out 250 people this year, mm-hmm. and close to 20 wins. Uh-huh. And don't tell me that that between him and DeGrom, that you think there's that much of a gap? Between Syndergaard and DeGrom or um, yep. Harvey and Syndergaard DeGrom? Syndergaard and DeGrom. Th- that one-two punch. Well, it's a great one-two punch. Great. That, that's, yeah. Our strength is having five. <laughs> I mean, well, we, yeah. theoretically, and, you know what I yeah. mean? Or, and you can see how fleeting it is, man. Like, I, I – I, and that's one thing I said in the beginning of the year. I just – I don't think we'll ever – I think the whole strength of having five is that you it guarantees you having three, you know, <laughs> or, or yeah. two. I think, you know, because it's man, if you build a team around pitching, especially in this day and age, I mean, it, you can see how fleeting it is. I mean, it's it, thank God we have five, you know, because we we have nobody right now. I mean, we've lost well, we've lost Harvey two out of the last three years. Well, so you know what, Stephen Matt, he is on on pace to strike out two hundred people this year. Yeah, I mean. And he's had a shit season, like, well, up and down season. Like, you you wouldn't say that's the best. That's not what we thought we were getting. And he's having Okay, I got outstanding let, season. Let's, let, let's, um, I have something to end on um, and a trivia question for you. But is there anything else you guys want to bring up before, uh, before I close this out? All right. <laughs> we're, we're so excited. The excited uh, yeah, you, well, you should be. You should be. I, I like trivia, uh, so I'm excited for trivia. Okay. Okay, so here, here, here's trivia. And um, after that, uh, I want to ask you each to give me, give me something optimistic to end this thing with. Um, tell, me, tell me how this is going uh, the rest of the season, um, although I really hope we do another podcast before then. But let, let me mm-hmm. – Tell, tell me, give me something optimistic to, to, to put in my pocket for the next, uh, next little while to let me know this is going to be okay. Uh, but beforehand, the trivia, okay? The let me know when the Mets 
first appeared in the World Series and um, what year it was. Let us know when the Mets, when the Mets first appeared in the World Series. Yep. Nineteen eighteen. That's my guess. Uh, <laughs> I'll say sixty-nine. Eighteen eighty-four. Eighteen eighty-four. <laughs> the the first version of the New York Mets were they played in the eighteen eighty-four World Series and lost. They got swept. And there we go. And uh, the eighteen eighty-four World Series. 1884 World Series. They they lost. They were three lost three games to nothing. They they uh, were a terrible team the year before. They were 33 games back the year before, but they came and they were in first place out of 13 teams. And they but they lost the World Series three games to nothing. And then the next year they fell apart. They were 11 games out in fourth place. 1884. Was, um, was Terry Collins the starting shortstop on that team? <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Manuel. <laughs> Actually, it was Candy Nelson. <laughs> it, it was crafty Candy Nelson. He was he was our shortstop. He uh, one home run, one home run, my friend. Three triples. He was a speedster. He hit two fifty five. He was uh, you know, and we our power guy was our first baseman, Dave Orr. Oh, and, you yeah, know, that's like, right. Like I, me- I remember that. That was N- when nine Charles home runs, hundred twelve RBIs, Radborn. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna uh, get an or jersey this week. <laughs> I'm all about that. Uh, it's a uh, little little something for you. The, the the original the original New York Mets when uh, when the Yankees were playing in Baltimore. Um, all right, just give me um, give me something optimistic. <sighs> all right, I'll give you. I think my optimism lies solely on the fact that I think we hit kind of the worst we're going to be as far as injuries are concerned. And I think that mm-hmm. uh, that ship is kind of turned and we're going to have a relatively healthy remainder of the year. And uh, I think the team will compete and, and get to the playoffs. Okay. Gene, anything? Gene? G- give me something well, here's good. Gene's, here's Gene's uh-huh. take. Baseball is built on two things, pitching and defense. And I think we're better than last year in both capacities. Okay. And so I think that this team can match up against any pitching staff and their defense. I think the defense is very good. Um, top 10 in the National League, easy. Top. Mm-hmm. I'm looking now at the defense uh, feeling um, in terms of errors. They're, I mean, this is a team – Think about it. When you have Murphy at, at second base and Flores mm. and Tejada at short, when they turn a double play, you were like, they mm. turn a double play? Now <laughs> that's part of the game, you know? Mm-hmm. So you have a double play combination. You're going to have Juan Lagares in center field from now on out. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that Cespedes will be locked in left field. I don't know what they're going to okay. do with Conforto, but this team up the middle in the mm-hmm. history of baseball is stronger than it was last year. Very, very, very solid, and the pitching is extraordinary. Well, I, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump on the, on the positivity bang, bang wagon myself. I kind of echo a little bit of what, what Gene just said, which is 
right now, um, regardless of, of kind of the uh, the narrative and the fact that, you know, obviously Harvey is hurt, um, we we have more active talent that is not done for the year than the, than the Nationals. I, I still believe that because still have Syndergaard. So far, everything, his arm is attached and he's starting. <laughs> so until I see him walk off the field and not come back, I mean, he's still there. Matt's is... You know, you're right. He's on on the pace for over 200 strikeouts. You know, Degrom is on the upswing. Um, Wheeler, you know, all of a sudden Wheeler started diffusing the talk of him coming back in September, and he's, you know, maybe that'll be something where you know we only need a few Verrett starts, and then we can start getting excited again. And right now, if things don't change, we will have the starters going into the playoffs. Let's say. And the other thing, and this is the one thing that to me is the biggest thing to be optimistic about. Teams that, that that choke always choke. They always choke. You know, the the Met teams that started choking a few years ago, sometimes they were good the whole year, but they choked at the last minute. Mm. You know, it's like losing teams. It's a part of the uh, the chemistry, and it doesn't matter. I mean, Willie Randolph's team choked, and then Jerry Manuel took over, and they choked. <laughs> they didn't look like they were going to choke, but then they, then they choked because the players wait for it. It's kind of like... It's like the uh, scarlet letter. And it's funny, I remember um, Francesa on the radio talking after the Mets had choked that first time. And he was yelling, that's it, it's over, get rid of everybody. And I remember getting very upset, thinking, was he nuts? We're young players, yada, yada, yada. And, but I think I get it now, because you know, maybe from all the baseball that he'd seen, once stuff happens to teams like this, especially it's happened to the Nats a lot. The Nats have never won anything. This group, this, different versions of this group, the core of it, they lose. That's what they're good at. <laughs> you know, when they get into the playoffs, they lose immediately. So, and really the last, last year, look, well, the thing is, though, it's never really mattered. You know, it's like, the, how, what does the manager Kosky really Baker. do? Kosky yeah. Baker, he always <laughs> well, will find oh, a way. Exactly. Uh, Dusty. Well, you know, so Mets if you are think of it. third right. in pitching and fifth in fielding mm-hmm. in the National League. That look, man. They have the right manager and they have the right the right chemistry to choke. And if we're healthy, they're going to choke. That's the end because they would have been they would have been a second place team right now if we didn't get hurt last week. So, I that that's my optimism. If nothing else goes wrong, that team's going to choke. Uh, I'm I bet my left nut on it. That's because chokers choke and losers lose and. They haven't won anything yet, and they've had multiple time, multiple chances. And so far, I haven't seen this team in this configuration lose anything. You know, all I've seen them do is win. So it's only been a few months of negativity or a couple months of negativity. So, you know, if you if you forget the, the, the negative stuff everyone's saying and the bad feeling from losing a few players, you know, the reality is that if you, what's on the field is is ready to rock. You know, it's... it's I think there's every chance in the world that uh, that it's going to be fun going forward. Anyone want like to like use that? No, I like the optimism. I think from all of us, you know, I just I think mm-hmm. we have some players that are on this team right now that don't fit that mold. I don't see it with Diaza again. Loney, nice guy. I need some spark. Uh-huh. I need some fire. I need some leadership. I like Walker and Cabrera up the middle. They're solid. I like the fact that we got Darno back and Kowalski's nowhere near this team. But, man, I'm missing something. I'm missing a leader. 
I look at Ligaris. I look at Cespedes. I don't think Cespedes is a leader, dude. I think he's like he's a guy that just does his own thing. He marches to the beat of his own drummer. He'll eat, you know, 80 crabs in the clubhouse, smoke two packs of cigarettes, <laughs> go play golf, hurt his arm, and come out with a yellow thing on his sleeve and hit a home run and wave at the fans. But I think as far as leading the players, I, I think he's just kind of an oddity that's in their midst, you know. I just you know what, I like Dave? about him. I, I, I'll tell you what I like about him on the team is when a guy hits a big home run. <laughs> what's that? I said all those home runs. Yeah, yeah no. When when a guy <laughs> hits a big home run on the team, <laughs> he acts like a regular player. Sure. And it, even even sure. Piazza, I love Piazza. I mean, Piazza is my guy, but Piazza was like, eh, you know, Cespedes gets as pumped as anybody on the team, and he's the big mm-hmm. bopper. That to me, I like that. That that shows, you know, I really, I I really see that. And guess what, Dave Loney, I love Loney's defense, and the guy gets quality at bats. He doesn't don't do anything crazy, but he saved us. I, I was at a game the night before, first base. Duda would have been nowhere near some of those plays, and he he's he's one of the best guys at first base since Rico Bronia. <laughs> and, uh, I, I don't miss Duda. I don't miss Duda. I miss Conforto. Con, to me, Conforto is, is that that yeah. you know that that's the guy. Give me Conforto. Give me Conforto, the old Conforto back, and with Reyes in the lineup, and then you got a couple guys that can get on base and drive some balls around, and then with with Cespedes and whatever else. And and I'm, I'm golden, man. Just no one else get hurt. <laughs> Everyone pace themselves, and I, and I'll I'll take my chances with that any day of the week. That's to me. We need offense. Conforto is it. Yeah. yeah but Conforto, that, that's need. our three hitter. That and I'm it. happy we, with Reyes. I'm offense. happy with what Reyes is bringing. I, I think Reyes. He's good at third, isn't he? He's not bitching and moaning about playing third. He, he's he's positive. He's taking he's off other right. teams. I he's love. He's better it. than right at third base immediately. He is so good. Have you seen some of the plays he's been making and the throws? I, I forgot mm-hmm. what it's like to have a third baseman that can throw to first. Right. It's like it, it's like. It, I don't know about you, but my hair stands on end when I see him do it because like, you don't think you don't know where the ball is going to go. It looks painful to watch him throw sometimes, and Reyes just whips it. It's it's nice to see, man. Right, if Ray ever tries to come back next year, he's got to play somewhere else for first or whatever whatever he can tolerate. But man, like, and they have they have Reyes at league minimum next year too. How that was a really good move. I'm glad that they didn't listen to uh, <laughs> didn't listen to the the mob. You know what I mean? From a baseball I love Reyes. I love Reyes. He looks good. He's got to hit more. He's just he's just got to hit. I mean, he's he's not hitting. Not hitting enough. <laughs> well, he's, you know, he's been he won a few games for us, man. He's got some yeah, yeah. a little power, you know. I mean, he, to forget about the batting title, he's never been he's never been like a three hundred three hundred plus hitter. The batting title came out of nowhere. I mean, this is this is kind of the guy I remember, except just a little slower. I mean. I mean, he's good. I like energy-wise. I think that was just a wonderful pickup. I think that's exactly exactly what we needed. I think it's just a matter of just getting the pitchers not to get hurt and just get Conforto. We we need a, a Conforto-like hitter, whether it's Conforto or somebody else. Like that. Right. That was that to me. That was as big as getting Cespedes last year. You know, that's is, a huge is, missing link. Is Al Oliver is Al Oliver available? Is he still in retirement? <laughs> 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 He's blocked by Jerry Mumphrey in AAA. Oh damn it! Damn it! All right. Yeah, Oscar Gamble's there. It's a whole group of them. 
Yeah, they're, they're, they're looking for Cleon Jones, too. But there's, there's, no one knows where he is, but there's a, a weird van in, in the parking lot that's rocking. I don't know what's going on in there. But, you know. <laughs> uh, hell, all right, guys. A- anything else to chime in before we close, uh, close shop? Let's go, Mets. Any, any Dick Scott stuff, Gene? Nothing else? <laughs> nope. Let's go, Mets. <laughs> dating game (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's right I figured we can all enjoy this tune in next time for the cult of Mets personalities when we uh, discuss hopefully anything but injuries on behalf of Gene Anthony Mr. Dave Singer follow him on Twitter and me I'm Nick Kalidas we are the cult of Mets personalities and you can find us also occasionally on kindnesscorner.com when we choose to write. Until next time, guys. Good night. At home, you all need to do the kiss thing at the end. <laughs>